Hello, and welcome back to Big Gay Nerds! I'm Saturn, I'm GMing Blades in the Dark again, Whoa. after a after a six-month leave of absence, Jeez, which yeah. I, don't, I don't believe was intended the first time, but mistakes in the miracles. Uh, mm. Joining me is... let's start with Owen. Okay, um, I'm Owen, the founder of the show, I guess. Um, my exact role is ne- kind of nebulous, I guess. Um, but I, w- I ran the last arc, which was uh, Fate Core, which was a lot of fun. And I'm playing Franz Drakenton, the Cutter. Oh. Next, let's do Sarah keeping you on your toes. Hey. No distinct order. <laughs> well, no distinct order. I usually go last, so yeah. Uh, hey, I'm Sarah. <laughs> I shill relentlessly for my other podcast called The Gorge, where I talk about video games and other nerd crap. With my best friend, you should come check us out. Um, and I am playing right now. I'm playing Thalia, the Shade, uh, Pharaoh's Kinclaith. Um, yeah. But usually, I play Arden, um, the the. Well, fuck. What is her? What is her role? <laughs> the lurk. It's the, been a the, the one who does big stabby. The one who does uh, big sneaky stabs and is basically just a dishonored character. We're branching out this time, y'all. So. She got and she got big stabbed herself last time, and so she has to get I did, nurse. I did some real <laughs> she, dumb she shit to, and got big she stabbed. Ha, she has to take a break. Yeah. yeah. So her sister and then we in got, law. And then we got Levi. <laughs> I'm Levi. I've uh, run a couple old games on the show, and in this game, I'm playing Kristoff Sklora, known as Flint. He is the leech, which means he does all the tinkering and explosives and ghost mess. Uh, not very well, but. Everybody's alive so far. Yeah. Hey, you're, you're still you're still alive. Your roles are yeah. extremely cursed, however. <laughs> yeah, that's just except for fate. That's just sort of my lot in games. In fate, yeah. I was on fire for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe and, the good luck will follow you. And uh, to I guess address what you might have already probably noticed, uh, our usual fourth player uh, Oates, uh, who played uh, Krell, isn't with us. Uh, he took a leave from the show for personal reasons, and so we're just going to uh, move on with Blades in the Dark. And whatever whatever that absence means, I guess, for... Oh, th- this is the other thing I was thinking I want to talk about, is that for this, it's basically... I'm just going to, you know, fi- figure out figure out thing for that character and move on with these three, and then also uh, may- we'll actually might be getting some other... Uh, Blades in the dark, other uh, big gay nerds regulars in as a sort of rotating fourth slot, maybe, or however we want to try doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't really know how that's going to affect other games until we get to them. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's all I really to say about that. Now, last time on Blades in the Dark, which was fucking, fucking while ago. Minute. Shit. That was a long block. So we started that block with the morgue heist. Which was which went great. It was fine. And then, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely didn't have any problems there. No. Um, then we did the uh, the North Hook sort of ghost town heist when you went to try and retrieve the Azure Rose before uh, your enemies could get to it. Then also after went great. that, after that, we brought Thalia on because Arden got horribly maimed in the course of the prior heist. And then in a what was meant to be a sidebar that ended up kind of evolving into its own thing, y'all went trying to find a loyal smuggler, and then that turned into kind of like a mini social heist, and I kind of set it up to go into another sidebar heist, but what we're gonna do is, uh, so I'm going to borrow a concept from other, uh, more traditional Powered by the Apocalypse games called Love Letters. And what these were in uh, in stuff like Apocalypse World and Monster Hearts is that a love letter was basically like you'd write them almost as moves in that system. And the idea is that it would tell a story of something that happened like in the interim between where we're coming back to the action and what happened last time. So it would be a way of like refamiliarizing people with what's how stuff was going, but also generate generating plot hooks and things like that. And I had the idea that we might be able to use it to. Uh, to kind of scoot by uh, this uh, sort of the job you were thrust on before, uh, just because we had been planning to do that, but scheduling things happened. Um, 
and then also like how you roll and the and the choices and the things you choose will actually have both like benefits and consequences that stem from that. Okay. So, uh, getting into the action, I think we're I think we're actually going to start fast forward a bit, and I think you're back at base, and you're there. I think the, th- the three of you are there actually with uh, Red Jackie, the Tykerosi smuggler oh. you were trying to get contracted for. Mm. And you're actually finishing up signing her contract. Okay. Her, her signing hers. And uh, I don't know... Are, y- are y'all talking about anything while she's like filling out paperwork? or? Hmm. Um, I mean, it's cool. It's not. It's it's cool if not. The awkward silence might might work in pretty well. Um, But yeah, because we're still in the like sort of criminal meeting, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're back at your own base. (laughs) Oh, okay. At this point, yeah. You took care of all that stuff. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Still catching up. Um, Well, our little operation is certainly uh, expanding, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you can, uh, what was the fuck was her voice? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, oh no! Let me, think, let me think. It was it was gruff and vaguely English, kind of slow. Let me. Yeah, I guess you could say that. That that was Australian again. Don't mind me. <laughs> no, that totally works. It's fine. Um, well, this is a fantasy RPG. You can sign however I want. But yeah, accents are malleable. Don't worry about it. This is not accent. <laughs> Look, that, that's rich coming from Arden. <laughs> Oh no, that's Thalia. Excuse it's me. Fine, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I know. Look, we're all we're all still warming back up. It's been a minute, um, but I guess I'm already back in my Thalia voice, so that works. Um, Thalia is mostly just like you know. I really had no idea the true extent of everything that Arden was getting into until um, I associated with you people. So this has been a learning experience. Certainly. Hopefully you don't regret it. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what happens here is uh, so uh, Red Jackie finishes signing, signing her, signing whatever formal papers, or I, I think it's just the formality. But she finishes signing some stuff, uh, pushes it aside, and she she kind of like looks around skeptically, and she's like, "So, uh, what happened to that bloke who sounded like a play actor?" And then we do flashback. Oh, nice. Time for, it's time for love letters. Okay. So now we're picking up y'all, when you left uh, the Empty Pockets office with your mission to, uh, to kill remorse to this masked uh, assassin who's been causing them problems. Kill remorse, I forgot that. Yeah, you you had to take on a job to get to take care of him so that the Empty Pockets boss would sign over Jackie to you. I remember that picture you did looked like like one of the masked wizards from, like, Doro Hedero. Oh, yeah. And it was cool. (laughs) I've never read Doro Hedero, but I've been meaning to, so. They got masks that look a lot like that. Yeah, um, for the people at home, I don't know if we ever posted. I think we must I think have, I did. but yeah. But it was basically like the picture that they got was this guy wearing this kind of like weird sack mask with goggles and giant horns on it, basically, mm-hmm. like kind of spooky looking. So while you were leaving the office and talking about it, uh, y'all had actually uh, talked about the idea that you know, given that they have similar professions and similar uh, working names, that remorse and mercy are probably in the same crew you you i remember you talked about that yeah so mercy being we're gonna my s- evil ex for the record in case anyone <laughs> forgot yeah so we're gonna start with blondie you reason that remorse owing to a similar handle and profession belonged to the same killer crew as mercy your ex flame who as far as you knew went up in flames at the lord governor's manor but sure as the grave bells toll hers never did Dealing with remorse meant dealing with mercy one way or another. You went off to you went off to the docks on your lonesome. Sure, you'd run into her, and you did. Now, roll fortune. Okay. A, there are three. There are three descriptors here, which I'll read. Actually, I'll read them now because it's it's the the tension. So, if you roll a six, only one of the following is true. On a four to five, two are true, and on a one to three, all of them are true. Oh no. 
So here are the facets that we can roll. And I think maybe we can maybe like act this scene out a little once we figured out what these are. Um, so the facets are this. One, she's very badly burned from Crowell's fireball and hell-bent on paying him back. Two, your meeting got heated in more ways than one. Mm. Three, oh. she promised you'd get to meet her friends later. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, roll them both. Oh, no. We're only it's just one yeah. die, right? Uh, yeah, so it's just gonna be a 1d6. Okay. I, oh, yeah. And there's also a fortune roll button on your sheet, I think. Yep, yep, I was doing oh, that. Yeah. Um, I just got thrown off because of the way that the windows layer on roll 20. Alright. Um, no notes. Oh! Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, so our, our, our first roll back after six months of absence, uh, Owen got a one. <laughs> On that one. I am taking this bullet for all of you. <laughs> so right, we're all th- gonna have to roll too. <laughs> so all three of these things are true. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to actually act out the scene a little bit? Like tell me about like where maybe it is you went looking for, and we can like RP that a little. Listening to the prior block, I was like, man, didn't leave a whole lot of room for RP. I want to correct that. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think that. Um, let me think. So there's. Well, the docks is where Blondie used to work before he got into, like, criminal work. Um, yeah, and you, you also used to have an apartment there, and Mercy yeah, that's right. also had one, which is where you dropped off the body that you stole from the morgue. Oh, right. right. Yeah. And I and if I, I forget if we got this done in-game or if it was just something we talked about, but I remember that I've moved out of my apartment and I'm now living at our base full time, right? Yeah, you did. You did mention that in thing because you actually uh, had bought a crew upgrade to have on-site quarters. Right, right. Okay. Uh, because this was after you got uh, found and interrogated by the bluecoats. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh my god, I forgot that happened entirely. See, <laughs> see this is this is why I I go and do the hard work of re-listening to entire recording blocks before I GM. I'm so glad. Thank you very much. You're a hero, um, Saturn. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to doing D and D. Um. So yeah. Um. It'll be sort of in that vicinity, not right near his apartment. Sort of closer to the place where, uh, like the old Fight Club that they both used to go to. Oh, is this this Fight Club like a fully underground joint, or is it a place with a name? Um, I never worked at one. I I mean, for one thing, I think that's also where my positive contact used to Uh, work, right? right? Uh, Marlene, right? Right, Marlene, yeah. So I don't think... So yeah, obviously Mercy doesn't go there anymore, but I think that's the general region. I don't think the Fight Club has a name, and when you say underground, I definitely take that to mean that it's like on one of like the sort of semi subterranean levels yeah, of the cool. city which Oh, is, that's probably true, yeah. Cuz it's very like built up on itself and even like a lot of the legitimate places are like that. Mm-hmm. And also since a lot of it is like over the water, now that I think about it, oh man, I never really thought about this before. But like you know how there are all these sort of like um like canals and stuff under the city? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I like to think that maybe the Fight Club is like um it was like this homemade um like platform suspended above the water. Oh, that's so oh dope. shit. <laughs> yeah, you did oh, not that want, rules. You did not so, want to get knocked into that. That's so cool. Yeah. So I'm kind of imagining like you find your I think cuz like you have the sort of capillaries or like the underground kind of sewer layer like in your district, but there are like there's versions of that in every single district in town. Mm-hmm. And you like go into this and you like kind of worm your way through the route you have memorized and you come out into this sort of like capillary exit like that goes over the river. Like yeah. and it's just like like the ocean, it's this like pitch black, like seems deeper than se- seems like a bottomless pit almost, and you can see like starlight reflecting in it that isn't even in the sky above you. Mm-hmm. Like it's really, it has its own light to it almost. And hanging above this river is uh, a like a suspended by like four chains. I think nice is this fucking like MMA death ring, and there's like a whole <laughs> there's like a I think there's actually a whole crowd right there, and Marlene might even be fighting someone right now. Nice, cool. yeah, that sounds yeah. good. And so I think. I think maybe you you step out into the scene and you uh, feel a tap on your shoulder at a familiar voice. They say that just says, 
Hey, Blondie, what you been up to? And he just sort of sighs and hangs his head because this was what he came looking for. But uh, he didn't really want it. But it's going to happen. And um, he turns around and says, For once, you. And and I so you turn around and it, you see her. And I think, I, I don't know if he said this on the show, but Mercy is very much someone who, like... She has kind of very unique look to her, like a lot of like very strong facial features that I don't think like it would be a stretch to call her conventionally attractive, mm-hmm. I think, but she's still someone for it's still like oh, but for Blondie, Blondie likes her. Yeah. But like you like she's even more jacked up than you remember uh given especially the giant like burn covering like an entire half of her face. And you also notice these, like, almost, like, you think for a second they're scratches, but you, but they're, like, these almost, like, burned streaks on, like, her other cheek and, like, Mm. her upper arms and things like that. Mm. And you think about it for a second and realize that it's probably scars from the hot glass of the firebomb that exploded. (laughs) So she's... she She's all... She's clearly all feeling all better, but the, the marks of of your last run-in are still still there. And she's like, oh, isn't that a change of pace? I've been looking for you, too. Or I guess your friend, but I figure I can find him through you, right? Well, not necessarily if you want to kill him. I'm not going to let you do that. <laughs> she She kind of makes a face at you. Which is, which through your long history together, you would recognize as the, uh, yeah, okay, say, you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And so she, she, I think, like, she cabadons you to a wall practically. Oh, no. Which is weird because you're very, you're taller than her by yeah. like probably a good foot, foot and a half, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, uh, just basically, like, just, like, stops you in your tracks. And and is very, like, come on, you can tell me where to find him. It's fine. I gotta repay him for, you know, this. Well. <laughs> now, wait, now remind me. What were the three things that... Okay, sure so happened? first, first, she's very badly burned from mm-hmm. Carl's firebomb, hellbent on paying him back. Second thing, things got heated in more ways than one. Uh-huh. Third thing, she promised you'd get to meet her friends later. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Um, hmm. Now, am I, now, since this is the result of a role, am I allowed to make roles here? Or do we just, um, are uh, we just think, acting things out? I think if you would rather roll for flavor, you can. But what I'll say is I think you can just say something and it'd be true. Okay. With the with the obvious thing of like as long as those three things are true at the end of the scene in one way or another, it's fine. Okay. I think my only thing here is aside from those, what I will say is you don't get to you don't get to just like off mercy for free considering she's your playbook oh, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, oh yeah. Also, in this process, I realized it wasn't like one of the role results. Is it possible for me to find out if she is the person we're trying to kill? Oh, if she's remorse. Yeah. I know that that um, was something that had come up, but... I mean, yeah, actually, I guess you could roll for that if you want to. Um, I mean, I have something... I have I have already written down kind of what happened, but I think you'll get... I think what I'll say is, like, you'll find out regardless, but you might find out some other interesting things for later, maybe, depending on how you roll. Okay. Well, I mean, I think I've got a general idea of how things would happen, but not necessarily the beat-by-beat... Um... What's your general idea how things happen? Because we can we can get there. I feel like I can't help but roll with your things get heated thing, and I feel like if she's going to get like physically aggressive like that, uh-huh. um, I'm going to push back, and it is going to turn into a tussle that is going to turn into making out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes! Okay. Oh, I don't think we have to get too deep into the details on that because yeah. I think the image kind of speaks for itself. But you are very much playing into what I had in mind when I wrote that, so that's great. <laughs> Franz, I love this game. Franz is um, like not the wisest man all the time. He's not always the guy who's like. Um, that is one way to put it. 
he I feel like in our last couple of um, heists, he has managed to be relatively strategic about things. However, he was the person who, like, what like fell for Mercy's wiles to begin with, (laughs) and um, there is also the fact that he is like, you know, now that I think about it, this is all making total sense. I feel like he is. This is embarrassing now to say it out loud. I feel like roughhousing is a way to get his in, his attention. Um, oh my god! Nice. Oh, this is this. Oh, thanks god. god. All the so good. All the fanfics that that can be generated from that. Oh sentence. god! Yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, man. I'm just handing you people money, so you better cash in on it. Yeah. Um, Owen, Owen so... is specifically feeding me and Saturn just like just like sweet cake. We're both just like yes. <laughs> But yeah. this, is, this is this is very much Saturn bait as a character. Uh, so yeah, I think that happens, mm-hmm. and like, I think I think it stops because for for your like you you have a moment of clarity and you realize that there's people staring. Oh no! Oh right, yeah. I mean. And I I think like Mercy disengages, just like sort of sensing that you've kind of come to your senses i guess and she's like well i'll find him regardless and you'll get to meet some of my friends later and then i think she bolts and i think that's it i think he's just sort of like left there like i think he's got like a button undone or something like that (laughs) just like looking kind of looking a little like something oh damn it damn it i i made a mental note i wasn't gonna do that (laughs) you it's not. I, I will say it's like it's not like you necessarily have anything like with Marlene, but you're really glad Marlene didn't notice that happen but on yeah, account of she, the fact that she's busy fighting someone. She would razz the hell out of me. Yeah, she's like you're. You're just like, oh man, I can't let her see that part of me. I yeah. pretend to be better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Um, so yeah. Um, I want. Well, I'm gonna have to do some of this myself, but I'm going to reveal to you what the mechanical effects of each of those three things that happened were. Yay. So, the first the things that you get to do on your sh- on your sheet is you get to mark one playbook experience. Yay. Uh Oh, you know what? There's something I want to play up here, but I'll change it a little bit. That's fine. Okay. Um clear two stress. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. And then And then uh take level 2 harm bruised. <laughs> <laughs> and as for me, uh, I, I get was to mark... attacked by one of those very large leeches they have down there. God, that's terrible. Uh, let me open the crew sheet for a second because what I'm gonna do on some other moves is we get to mark two crew XP and one crew rep. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. I kind of but... attached. I kind of attached. Uh, because the thing is, like the 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 things playing out here is kind of the course of the heist. So I'm trying to throw in things for, uh, you know, I'm yeah. I'm trying to f- throw in like mechanical abstractions to represent progress, so I don't have to like divide XP later for it. Right. Um. So yeah, that happens. Also, what happens is a. A what I'm going to say is there's an empty clock with an indeterminate amount of pips in it that fills I think what do I have here? It fills two steps. Okay. Mm. There is there is an this is a this is a fuzzy clock that seems to that seems to become less clear as the steps increase. Mm. So okay. That that's fun. Anyway. Uh moving on. So after this whole uh scene that you just had uh, you're able. You kind of make your way back topside. Like, uh, oh, you know what? No, one more thing from that scene is uh, is uh. So, I guess we should rewind. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we can edit this, but it's fine. Uh, a little retcon, I guess, because thing. But so Mercy disengages, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and she threatens you the way that she did, letting you know you'll meet her friends later. And she's like. And if you're looking for, I heard, I've already heard that you're looking for a friend of mine. And if you want to find him, he's he's working Crow's Foot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't know how she found that out so fast. Maybe you don't want to know. Yeah. 
also suspicious of the validity of the statement, but might as well. Yeah, it's something. So, moving on to the shade. You heard you were able to reconvene from a kind of disheveled looking blondie, and he found out somehow that that remorse is apparently working at a crow's foot. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you, it, it's you've reasoned that because of his job and the things that he does, and the fact that there is a recent gang war that blew up in Crow's Foot right. since yeah. Tangletown got blown up and everything. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, that he's probably making a lot of bank uh, doing contract work for gangs, if you had to guess. Right. Um, but you don't really know, you're not super familiar with Crow's Foot on account of the fact that you were, you basically spent your entire time Oh, my dog is whining. That's okay. Um, but that basically, like, Thalia, you spent most of your time, uh, you know, as a scholar up in, uh, what was it? Oh, it's not White Castle. What the fuck is it called? White Stone. The White Tower? Fuck, I'm just gonna have to open the PDF. Because I was thinking White Stone, too, but White it's White Stone that's White Crown. Okay. There you go. You're, you're up in White Crown because you're an academic. Yes. You're an academic who does mage stuff, and also you're married to a noble, so you're up in White Crown for the most part. But you know someone who is in Crow's Foot that can help you, and that's your witch buddy, Kellen. Yes. So, Kellen, you you go to her, to her haunt. I think she runs some kind of business. What is it? What does she do for... for I guess, to feed herself as a witch. Mm. Oh, she sells curses. Oh, <laughs> good. She, she had, she's Reagan Arataka she's, selling, she's, selling oh, black market curses to, to, to desperate, to desperate middle-aged salary men. Yeah, that's um, she spells, so go she find, sells love spells and curses. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, oh God, what's the horrible thing that she named her, her, her love spells and curse store. Oh. Uh, I, I can feel it on the tip of my tongue. Uh, it's def no, it's bewitched. Yeah. Okay. That works. Bewitched. She's not very, she's not very creative. Yeah. She's not a, <laughs> That's uh, fine. she's not a trendsetter in the field. So you go to bewitched and, uh, and Kellen, she's this, do you have an image in mind of her? Because I do, but I want to, she's your uh, rival mm. or your, your friend character. So oh no, you, you, you hit me. We're uh, I want to, I want to hear what you got. Okay. So I envision her as being this, like, she's this stout old woman. And like, you know, like you can tell by her very wrinkly hands that her age more than anything else. Cause she's actually very like surprisingly nimble, but you don't know a whole lot about her because she's covered head to toe in fabric at all times. Like you nice. cannot, Cool. Like you can basically identify her by the fact that she appears to be covered in rugs, like at <laughs> yeah, all things. Okay. And also, and also, both of her hands have six fingers. Okay, okay. I was actually gonna say that I think the one, they're, they're one like the bonding point, other than the witchcraft thing, um, is that I think she is Tykerosi as well. Yeah, okay. you know what she does, yeah. and she might have some other uh, kind of feature there. But the big thing is that I think it's two thumbs specifically, Ooh. like one on each yeah, side. Yeah, that of her is hand. that is a good kind of unnerving, dope, wow. like a koala. So what happened is that you two partnered up, and you figured that since this guy's a killer, you could probably follow the restless dead and channel ghosts to see if you could figure out where it is remorse is working out of. Yeah. Nice. So now you roll fortune. Oh, no. On a six, one's the following's true. On a four to five, two are true. And on a one to three, three are true. Here's the facets. First, the trail of dead that remorse left was very long and took a lot out of you. Okay. Second, Kellen helped out, but she's very theatrical and she definitely created a scene helping okay. you. <laughs> um, and third, the club was with you and helped you get some experience with thief tools while you're out on the while you were trying to make this trail. Okay. Here we go. That's a five. All right, that's a five. So you pick two of these. Um, so, the the trail of dead was long. It took a lot out of you. Kellen helped in her overly theatrical way, and the club or the club was with you and helped you uh, get some experience with your thief tools. Let's do Kellen helped and the club was with me. All right, so you, the club, and Kellen. Let's set the scene here. You're walking through the the sort of like choked, dense streets of Crow's Foot. And if there's, like, a part of Duskfall that is, like, the part of Duskfall that people talk about when they talk about Duskfall, it's Crow's Foot. Right. Like, urban sprawl is a problem in every uh, imperial city left standing in the after the whole everything uh, hundreds or thousands of years ago, however long it was. But the Crow's Foot is, like, 
pretty uniquely terrible. Uh, <laughs> the, the widest streets are barely more than alleys, and there is not a single building that's less than five stories tall. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you're... So you're traipsing around uh, with your two friends in tow. Uh, what's what? So what are you doing to sort of like try and follow the ghost trail to to the killer? Um, well, Thalia can attune to the ghost field, and I think she is just kind of sensing her way through Crow's Foot, if that is a um, possibility. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think we get this image almost, and it's not an ability, I don't think it's an ability you have unlocked yet, or maybe it's a crew ability, but you kind of, like, in this sort of, like, it. you just look like you're slowly walking down the street, but then I think we get the camera cut to, like, your eyes are, like, I think closed tight, and, like, we see you walking, and there's, like, this sort of ghostly other version of Crow's Foot kind of, like, superimposed over the buildings as you pass. See, yeah, she has, a, I do have Compel, as an ability picked, and I like this idea um, that she has uh, attuned to the ghost field and is following one of them kind of through this weird ghost version of Crowsfoot. Yeah, you know what? I think because you know you have an idea of what he's been up to, you try and actually like rouse up a few ghosts of like the two gangs that are at war. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, who should they be? I think we're going to go classic and say they're the Red Sashes and the Lamp Blacks. Cool. I think those are, like, the... I think those are the two from, like, sort of the sample starting encounter. Um, but I think you rustle up some lieutenant from the Lamp Blacks. And he's, like... His ghost is pretty fresh, so he actually, like, has a lot of his features and scents still intact, I think. But he's kind of, like... I think you literally have him wrapped around your little finger where it's like there's a trail oh, of yeah. ghost juice yeah. coming from the back of his head and it's like like tied to you somehow. Right, right. Ooh. That's cool. And so he's, so he's like, yeah, I was minding my own business at this bar, right? And this dude comes up out from nowhere and cucks. And like, I didn't say cucks. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. Cucks <laughs> <laughs> me on the back of the head with a bottle. And we get into this scrap, right? But I just can't take him. Anyway, and so he's like, I think he shows you to the the bar, maybe, mm-hmm. and you get like, what is it? I think, oh no, this is when, uh, this is when Kellen kind of steps forward, oh, no. and she starts sort of loudly incanting spells. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's worth noting that, like, you and her right now are the only two people who are, like, attuned to the ghost field, mm-hmm. so she's just sort of, like, walking forward with her two six-fingered hands up, uh... I don't. I don't want to to do the incant spell thing because it's basically just going to amount to she's doing a bunch of ominous sounding syllables mm-hmm. that you don't that you don't know. But but people are are staring. Great. Um. <laughs> and 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 clubs like now this is kind of this is this is not as subtle as I as I think we should be. I don't really know how to do the voice <laughs> on account of. On account of not really having the Vincent Price kind of uh, cultural touchstone. I have not researched his voice very much and definitely (laughs) didn't do it for the podcast before recording. (laughs) I'm just kind of going for wispy. That that works. And Thalia is uh, very just like, Kellen, Kellen, dear. She's just like following behind Kellen, trying to coax her into maybe keeping it down because there is almost certainly attention being drawn and like you know eyes are turning their way and um this is not Thalia's usual stomping grounds and she doesn't really want to draw a lot of attention to herself in this place yeah because it would not be wouldn't be good for you it's a be kind of like I, I, don't, I don't think people recognize you as a noble, right. but definitely the fact that you and your friend are visibly Tykerosi is definitely, mm-hmm. uh, there's some people who are giving you, uh, looks that say, I think, more than just you're weird. Well, also, because, you know, her husband kind of does have his ear to the ground, um, with regard yeah. to, to kind of general weirdness, considering his job is, is a bit murdery. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, it, it's just so a I, bad idea in general. <laughs> I think you're kind of following Kellen, and I think you actually almost see what it is she's seeing, because I think you see, like, 
there's like ghostly footprints or something. They're like mm. materializing like in front of her as she walks. Mm-hmm. And you and you realize that she's trying to follow a trail that she's sort of walked onto. And she walks like um like I think not really realizing where she is as she's doing it. She like walks face first into like this locked alley gate. Mm. And like I think I think Crowl kind of or uh, the club kind of sidles up to you like this would be a good opportunity to train you how to use the thieves' tools that you're going to have to work with if you're going to roll with us. I <laughs> that will... didn't sound like the club at all, that, but it's fine. fine. Um, I will take any opportunity to learn that you will give me. I feel a bit out of my depth in this place. Well, let me show you, darling. And he actually, like, walks up to the gate and, like, sort of, like, you actually get, like, because no one, it's crow's foot, so no one gives a shit. And he he gives you a very, like, all right, now in your lockpicking set, you are going to use this implement and this one. Now, if you do this clockwise motion with this, you should be able to force this lock. No problem. Okay. And then you do it, and it's as easy as he said, and Kellen keeps going forward. And it's a bit you disconcerting follow... that it's this easy to open a lock, but... Yeah, you follow her trail for a while, and then she stops in front of this condemned tenement building. She's like, this, this is the place. Dramatic finger pointing with, like, gnarled fingers. Yeah. Um... So, you don't know where he is in here, but do you want, do you want to, like... I know, I know it's, I kind of have an idea of where Flint's going to start here, but do you want to do anything or talk about anything before we go forward? Um, I think, I think the only thing is that, um, Thalia actually wanted to kind of have a look around and see the nature of this place. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, so there's... It's weird that this is a condemned tenement building, for one. Like, space is at such a premium in Crow's Hollow that basically, like, buildings are lived in until, like, they collapse. Right. And it's very tragic, but it's the kind of uh, routine tragedy that people in the neighborhood have become desensitized to. Right. But this one being actively condemned is weird. It's very quiet as well. Like, you'd usually expect there to be, like evidence of squatters or something in that kind of scenario but what really strikes you about the building is that for as loud and bustling and like cascaded in like the light of like shitty fluorescent lamps as the rest of the neighborhood is this place is completely dark and completely quiet Mm. then the last thing before we switch over to flint is that um, Thalia is going to again kind of shift over to the ghost field to see just how, like, horrifically cursed this place may be. (laughs) Oh, uh, it's like, I think the thing is, like, everything around here is, like, kind of ambiently cursed, Mm -hmm. but there's almost (laughs) this... Because, I mean, look, it's Duskfall, and it's crime Duskfall. Right. Like, there's, there's a lot of blood. But what the, there's a weird thing happening here almost. There's almost this like black hole effect. Like I think I think you'd call it where around the building, like that sort of ambient hauntedness kind of tapers off and turns into like this nothingness where there's no spiritual activity at all. And then there's just this like like this bright ball of like something in the middle of it and mm. you can't tell what it is just just intense malice just kind of yeah, seething you know inside what? this darkness yeah not to lift too much from anime but you feel the killing intent yeah i was gonna say <laughs> I totally get you feel it. the darkness yeah yeah um then thalia is like kellen i think this is where you go home and that's where that, we would cut it yeah very well, Thalia, but be careful. Oh. I do hope to see you again soon. Oh, you know, I always do my best to stay out of trouble. <laughs> she cackles. <laughs> and then she, she walks off. I'm glad that you're friends with a Dark Souls NPC. I am friends with a Dark yeah. Souls NPC. <laughs> she, she, you would expect her to be... You would expect her to be one of those crones from the beginning of Dark Souls 2, almost. <laughs> Like, there's just, like, three other Kellens just sort of hanging out somewhere, and they get together <laughs> on Sundays to, like, plot and by a fireplace. Nice. Come up with yeah. cryptic shit to say. Yeah. So, Flint, you make contact with the Shade after a bit, and she 
points she points out where where uh remorse's den where she thinks it oh, is okay and you know that you know that you're expecting you're 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 expecting i think i think you might have i think you might uh Hmm. I'm not sure if logistics. I think you know that you're expecting uh, to run back into uh, Blondie before too long, but you don't want to necessarily like take your eyes off this place either, because at this point, like he might be know he might know that you're looking for him. Mm-hmm. So you you don't you need you need his head intact too is the other thing you remember mm. that makes yeah. this whole thing really awkward because otherwise you just bring the building down on his head yeah that cuts but then a you, lot of options even in personal combat but then you realize maybe if you only bring down the building a little you might be able to <laughs> you, might, you might be able to just get him out on the street instead yeah. of having to walk into his All web right. so Here's the three aspects before you roll fortune. All right. First, your demo charges are also ghost bombs. You know, for good measure. Sounds good. Second, the whole fucking building came down somehow. A public service. Third, third aspect, the blast knocked remorse out onto the street and he stood scorched and seething. Oh. So those are the three aspects that happen here as you roll fortune. Good luck. All right. Uh, no notes. That's a three. Oh, three. that's a three. That means you get all three. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so, right. uh, tell tell me a bit about how you go about setting up this uh, this condemned tenement house to actually get get what happens to two condemned houses done to it. All right. <laughs> So, I imagine that Flint hears about the whole, uh, how weird the place is on Ghost Yeah, side. it's, it's and like a spiritual dead zone, except for the horrible seething point of malice that's residing, that's residing inside. Well, then no one will mind, uh, since, since Flint does know how to make, like, ghost wards, it's like, oh, alright, I mean, it's already a wasteland, who cares what I do now? <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh. where the... That's where the ghost bombs come in. So it's like, oh yeah, I'll just get some, I'll yeah. just get some silver, some, I don't know. In case the blast doesn't kill them. Yeah, so, and now the plan is, just bring down a little bit of the building. You know, like. I think, I think, because the clubs there too, and I think maybe you're, you're, he, he spots you planting some, but, but you know, like the corners, like you need to take down structural supports. And he, he gets a little bit like, oh, you should put one there because if you, it, he could possibly escape from, from this side and we don't want that to happen. And uh, you, you sort of have a thing like, yeah, that makes sense. So you put some bombs there and before you know it, you have a lot of bombs set up. <laughs> Like, you start to be you start to be kind of worried about the buildings that are directly next to it, but it's fine because they're they're ghost bombs and this is you're you're an expert, so we'll probably just bring down this one. Yeah, they're like, um, yeah, you just kind of sort of like uh, sh- like shape the charges so that they mostly go in. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> you, you I'm sure the, this will work. You do the Metal Gear Solid three thing where you are kind yeah. of like, well, I've heard. I heard about shape charges, so if I just sort of like mold it like butterfly, yeah. then it will be gentle like butterfly. You have to try everything the first time, one time. Yeah. So, so you have these bombs set up. How is it you like get safe and then detonate the bombs? Is what I want to know. Um. Hmm. Okay. So the fact that this place is so crowded uh, is. You know, sort of cramped together. You said it's just you have to get, basically get around through alleys everywhere, right? Yeah, like the the widest streets are like I'd say the absolute like widest like main roads through the district would maybe fit one modern car, mm-hmm. optimistically. So, all right, so we'll be able if we could just get like a like a couple of buildings away, the, those buildings will shield us <laughs> from, the, from, from the one building. Obviously, <laughs> I mean you can't argue with that logic. Look, so if, I have, like, I have if, the, if the build, you know, if it brings down any other buildings, we have bigger problems. <laughs> I have this kind of image of like the three of you have all kind of moved behind, like sort of out of the corner of this tenement that that is directly next to it, and you just have this like long fuse. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, he's got the he's got the uh, the box with like the plunger. Oh yeah, on the like top. the handle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that, good. That, the acme shit. He's mm-hmm. like he's carrying it under one arm and like unspooling the wires. Quick. We don't want anyone to see us. <laughs> now I haven't, I I haven't done this in many years. Yeah, sorry, I'm not, I'm not up on the voice yet. Okay. No, I, I've, I've tried doing the voice as a joke, and I keep landing, I keep starting on a different voice and accent every single time. So don't yeah, worry sorry. about it. We're all kind of in a fun headspace. Yeah. Um. So you you press down the plunger, and there's a much louder noise and brighter flash than you were expecting. Uh, and this. This building just like fucking billows smoke <laughs> and debris, and you see this figure just get fucking launched on fire, like out onto the street, and they like roll, and it's it's a lot, you, and you like you can even see like the sort of like husks of like sort of fragmentary ghosts that you kind of had bottled up in the ghost bomb, like just flooding out of the smoke and into the air and this whole scene is like i think you're so you're like one building over and i think like the elect like the electricity in the buildings around it is just gone (laughs) (laughs) whoops you like there's there's also you know what there's like a running water there's like a water main that's just like spurting up into the air (laughs) like you, you realize you've maybe put a little bit too much English on the ball. <laughs> but the figure that got launched clear of the blast zone, like, he stands up. And this is sure as shit the guy that you're looking for. Because he's like this, like, he stands, like, in a like in a flash, practically. Like, he, he's back on his feet. And you see that sack mask with the goggles and the huge horns. And the whole, the whole, his whole situation is just sort of ambiently, like like, on small fires, and he books it in the other direction. And you give chase. And, uh, yeah, so before we move on from that, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, uh, Sarah, did I cover the things that you get from yours? No, I was so, I was so enthralled, I completely, I completely forgot. Yeah, what's up? What did I get? Okay, so we're gonna start for you. What you get to do is mark one playbook experience and mark three stress. Oh no! You did. Wait, no. Never mind. You rolled a two. That's right. No, never I mind. A, never mind. Both of those. I rolled a five. Are you roll? You yeah, but you got two of them, not the oh. three. So never mind that one because that one was the one you didn't pick. Oh okay. Thank um, God. So what we're going to do for the crew first, the uh, fuzzy clock that I talked about earlier is going to advance another two steps. <laughs> um. Second is we're going to mark another two crew rep, another uh, one crew experience, and we're going to mark two heat also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so two heat, two rep. The heat is obviously and... from the fucking bomb, I assume. Well, th- this is for yours. Oh, still. okay. So this is this is from this is from Kellen making a huge fucking scene mm. and like uh, kind of making it obvious that y'all are up to no good. Right. Um, in a way that might be connected later. Never taking also, her for what anywhere. it's worth. Good to know. Crew advancement time for when we're done with this. So I'm going to clear that track. Um, but now for uh, for Flint's. So you got all three. Yeah. So first we're going to do your playbook thing, which is you just, like, plain and simple, you get one playbook experience oh, nice. for all the ghosts. You're like, hey, I can put a little bit of English on this ball, and you did it, and it felt good. <laughs> and you get the market experience. All right. What Actually, no, clear it. No, hold on. That's been two times now. English on this ball? Uh, it's when you uh, uh, you hit the cue ball in a specific way that it like you apply spin to it, so it oh, curves. All right, nice. And so you can like make really precise shots. Um, also, oh. I'm going to say clear clear one stress because I just had done the one play experience. I'm like, yeah, that's boring. Um, so right, for the cool. other two things, which were the whole fucking building came down, and also like you have remorse like already. On his on his corner, basically, is we're going to get a whole three more crew rep from that. Mm. Uh, the cl- the fuzzy clock advances another two steps, and also we get another uh, another two heat. Oh, boy. oh, oh! This is fun. Oh boy! Mm. Oh. We clear the heat scale because y'all have a wanted level now. <laughs> oh, yes. Nice. All we, right. We oh, this proper is... criminals now. This is good. So, what happens from here? The three, the four of you, uh, Flint, Blondie, the club, the shade, 
Mm-hmm. You're giving chase to this to this assassin, and you manage to. I think I think what it is is that you're you're running down alleys, and he's he's just barely able to keep to keep uh fucking off your tail. But then he runs into a dead end, and when he turns around, the four of you are there. Yes. Yep. Does anyone have any opinions about what this beatdown slash murder looks like? <laughs> Does anyone want to describe for me, uh, as the four of you, uh, murder this man, basically? Mm. Well, I'm actually not in the, I'm not of the, the murder class right now. I think that falls. Thalia stands back and yeah. watches. Thalia's gonna is, yeah. I think what happens stand for back her. and watch. And is, and is, uh, more placid about all of the murder than you might expect from what has been <laughs> at this point. Like a pretty nice lady. But she's she's actually pretty okay with it. She's just kind of like nodding, like yeah, all right, that tracks. Are you? I forget. Are you from Tykeros or are your parent or are you just a Tykerosi family? Uh, t- oh. y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think you've said so before. I, don't, I think I'm I just think, asking you for. I think I said Tykerosi family, or she came here when she was really, really young. It was one or the other. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious because I like to think one of those two things might might affect uh you not being particularly bothered by seeing someone get fucking murdered in an alley. Also, the love of her life again is um a bit murder oriented, so she's oh kind you know of what that's tr- that's totally true. You've definitely seen your gus- your husband gut a few people. Yeah. So, like for sure. So she is. She's just keeping watch and just kind of hanging out at the end of the alley, just like watching with a very uh, cold expression. I think that it is in Blondie's nature to charge forward, and he'll definitely like have his sword. Um, since this guy's been built up as like a pretty serious deal in terms of fighting, I think that like probably gets fought off like initially, but unless someone else requests it. Um, I might be, he might be the one to, like, land the killing blow, especially because my sword is, are the best tool we have for decapitation. Mm. Yeah, Flint's Flint's gonna be, like, standing behind Blondie with, like, two pistols in case Remorse, like, tries to squirm away from Blondie, basically. Yeah. (laughs) So, Blondie's doing the, the, because Crowell's definitely also hanging back, Mm. like, yeah. Like yeah. it, there's definitely like a comical shot of like the club and the shade just kind of like standing casually by a by a building corner while Blondie just fucking like <laughs> goes to town with this dude and like he's he's able to fight you off for a while like he has this like he he like whips out these two like kind of like curved daggers and he's he does like some cool ass parry maneuvers mm-hmm. but like I think maybe what happens is I think. He's he's like focused on the sword fight, and I think you straight up just like kick him in the fucking knees, and he goes down, and you take his head off. Yeah, I also like the idea that like if he like is able to like really get an upper hand on me, then at that point like Flint can come in and just like shoot him as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. You know what? That's a way cooler image. I think he does actually like almost have you on the ropes but then you sidestep him and flint is just standing there with both pistols out and i think it's just like <laughs> one two in the lungs That's so yeah. Dope. yeah at which point and so, yeah he, he crumples to the ground and yeah. can offer can offer no Ooh. resistance to the to yeah. the means you choose of decapitating him okay yeah i got a big old sword that's what i do hell yeah so you got your prize you got the head that you need so that you can finally finish what was supposed to be a side quest after, like, several episodes. Um, so, it's time to reveal what the clock was for. Okay. okay. I, uh, I unveil I unveil the name of the clock, and it's the club's fate. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Oh, shit. So, of a possible six, you got all six. Oh. It's yeah. not good. You shouldn't be happy about step, that. He's going to be it's, stepping on rakes forever. <laughs> it's not good. So what happens here is like y'all have been y'all had this this thing, and what I think happens here is that you're you're leaving all 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 fucking full of yourselves and happy and everything. We got a head and wrapped up in a sack. We're good. Actually. I think two things happen here oh because I I was thinking I don't I don't I actually not super fond of what I had written for the five or six and I think I can make it a bit better is uh y'all obviously made a lot of noise on your way here and I think when you step out of the alley there's just the shot 
where on one side of you there's a blue coat patrol, and on the other side of you is Mercy and a couple of masked assassins. (laughs) (laughs) Dope. And so, I think, I think here's what happens, is that, like, there's very clearly, like, kind of a, not a, not a, not a farcical, but there's very clearly, like, this, like, kind of confusing, like, three-way melee for a bit, but y'all are, are the smallest party here, and you bolt, mm-hmm. but the, the, as you bolt, I think it's, I think what happens here is one of the blue coats fires a shot and it gets club in the leg. Ooh. And you try to turn around and save him, but you can't get to him faster than Mercy can. Oh. oh. And you, and you watch her cut him down. Yeah. Damn. And as much as y'all wanted to step back in and get revenge, I, I don't know who it was, but I think someone, I, one of, one of you is like, we need to go and you go. Yeah, because otherwise you're going to be in the middle yeah. of a of a direct fight between the blue coats and whoever these people are. Yeah, that's probably when no one else wants to. Yeah, yeah, we need to go. And and you make your your way back to back to Rose, the boss of the the empty pockets, and you have your prize and mm-hmm. and I, Jackie's really happy to see you. And but you're all quiet and not. No, I don't think anyone's really happy with how things shaked out. Right. And we flash back forward to the end of your contract signing, and and we get the I think we get the the same cut of the scene again earlier, where where uh, Jackie's like, so what happens to the bloke who took a play actor? Oh. Um. Well, he had to Didn't be left it. behind. Ah. <sighs> She kind of, she makes this understanding face, and she's like, well, that's a business, I guess. Sorry to hear it. And then... We hope that you will not find that uh, especially off-putting to joining our operation. <laughs> oh, don't oh, don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. And then she flexes. Nice. <laughs> Great. I don't, I haven't described her Jackie since I think you met her, but she's just like... Six foot twenty fucking killing for fun, like huge ripped Typerosi lady who kind of looks like a shark. Oh yeah, yeah, you mentioned yeah. that a little bit. Mm. <laughs> so when she says that, like it's it's said with a with a little bit of a with a little bit of a sort of gallows humor kind of tone, but you can also tell that she means it and believes it and is probably correct. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not okay, gonna worry cool. about her then. Yeah. So, um. So we're adding like her to our territory then, right? Yeah, so what you get, um, I'm going to go mark this on the thing, but what you get is, first thing is you get the, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where's the the loyal fence? Oh, here it is. So, you get the loyal fence uh, uh, territory. Cool. So now whenever you do burglaries or robberies, you get extra coin at the end of that. So, hell yeah. Um, The other thing you get that I think I mentioned is that I'm also giving her to you as a cohort that you can sort of invoke for special help or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how to mark that on the sheet, but I'll do it later. Okay. Um, Yeah. I I feel like it's maybe a pretty good place to end the first app, maybe. Uh, Should we do the advancement part or save that for next time? Yeah, you know what? Let's do the advancement now because next next, next time I think we're going to do downtime and... uh, the introduction for whatever the next heist is, cool. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, y'all, your crew advanced a whole level, and so now you have a crew advancement point, I think is how that works, and I believe you can either, uh, you can spend it either on a special ability or uh, any, like, one-box uh, crew upgrade, or you can save it for a two-box crew upgrade. I believe that's how it works. Uh, since we got the... Like upgrade our lair last time. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in special abilities, or yeah. we could get like a, or we could like boost the quality for our stuff. Though I know that like quality tiers hasn't been something we've been paying the most attention to mechanically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, generally speaking, like to part the the podcast GM curtain a bit. <laughs> there's a lot of really cool, uh, thoughtful, and like understandable mechanics that are implemented in this game that totally make sense to use if you're actually playing this in like a three four hour block as like a non recorded game. 
Um, but for our purposes, since we kind of break it into like one or so hour chunks and we only record like two of these at a time, I try not to bog the game down in a whole bunch of uh, rules lawyering about quality roles and what that means for dice and stuff like that, if I can help it. So we haven't been using it too much, but what I will say is I guess like, if you did want to go that way, I would try to incorporate it more. Okay. It's kind of, it's it's to uh, get sort of off-podcast example with it, it's kind of the example you gave me of whether or not uh, having a second language proficiency in Vampire <laughs> would really only matter if I actually took it, and if I took it, it would matter. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those situations. Um, I, yeah. well, just looking at special abilities, um, I'm kind of, I kind of like slippery, but... That's just my because I feel like the it, two things we we deal with a lot is uh, entanglements, which always seem to um, throw us for a loop, I guess. And uh, we have a lot of heat, and when you reduce yeah. heat on the crew, take plus one d. Well, currently you don't have any heat because you're wanted. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Um, though I feel like being wanted would definitely make us be more aware of this sort of thing, right. so that yeah, that would make some um, narrative sense to me. I, w- I want to communicate the stakes here because I feel like, uh, I, I don't, I'll have to double check if this is true, but if I remember correctly, the only way to get rid of a wanted level is to send someone in to take a fall. Right. Like, to, to send someone to jail. Right. Yeah, that is true. I don't think there's any other way to get rid of a wanted level. Okay. So you, you'll have that, and it'll have some effects on, uh, I believe, uh, downtime, certain downtime things, uh, gang things, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, second story is definitely something we do a bunch. When you execute a clandestine infiltration, you get plus one D to the engagement roll. Yeah. We've had some really rocky engagement rolls lately. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, that's also a really good one. Um, yeah. It's hard to say. It's hard to say whether second story or, because second story and slippery both kind of work together. I think because yeah. they're both yeah. like extra things on engagement. So I don't know that it would necessarily matter too much which of those you picked if you're between those two. Mm-hmm. But I think they're both. I think they both fulfill the same kind of purpose. So it would probably just be yeah. if you're going to go with one of those two, it would be whichever. Do you have any? You have any thoughts about it, Levi? Uh, just about upgrades in general. I think slippery is a good idea because we we we're like in deep with the resurrectionists, and that took like two times, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only other thing I could think, and this is. Um, this is a, a more pragmatic thing, I guess, is uh, an infirmary. Can we take that, or does it have to be connected to the stuff we've already taken? Don't we already have an infirmary? Oh, wait, no. Oh, uh, you mean like the, is, that a, the is that a turf, or is that a layer? It's a turf. Okay, the turf is not... You, you, that. You, I don't believe you can buy those for crew upgrades. Okay. I don't believe so. Okay. I think, I think you specifically have to do operations to earn those. Okay, okay. Um, then I vote either second story or slippery. I think Slippery is the one that's standing out. Sounds good. Alright, okay. so now when you roll engagements, you get to roll twice and keep the one you want. Uh, oh. Entanglements. Then, or, wait, what's the difference oh, between entangle- entanglements? Oh, entanglements. Oh, okay, no, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Wait, what's the difference between <laughs> entanglements and engagements? I'm forgetting now. So engagements is when you start a heist, yeah. at the thing that determines your starting position. Yes. Entanglements is the fun things that I roll uh, every downtime where things happen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be relevant next episode. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's do that one then. <laughs> All right, cool. Like we, like we blow up a building and decapitate someone in public, and we're finally like, oh shit, we should probably like be careful. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, probably it's fun that, for a bit. It, what I like is that it's it's blowing up one building and killing a dude is what got you wanted finally, considering <laughs> everything else you've done so far. <laughs> We've been pretty good at covering tricks, and honestly, with uh, it's probably with, this and everything else we've done up till now. To be and honest. also, <laughs> now that we don't have like a cop helping us out, yeah, we're gonna need to yeah, look out for ourselves like, more. Now you're like, oh shit, we probably need to actually be careful because we can't just count on our dearly departed friend to help bust us out of our situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense then. Good. Should I save what the other? I, I feel some part of. Should I save what the other what the other possibilities for that were for like a blog post or something? Yeah, or? yes. I think that's right. a because I because basically like I wrote uh sort of ending conditions for if you had a five or six, three or four or one or two. Ooh, yeah, that's good blog that, post material. That actually um 
Should, are we transferring into wrapping up? Is there anything you wanted to say to close the episode? Uh, when, as we record this, uh, it is the 1st of June, and it's officially Pride Month, and since we're playing Blades in the Dark, we can also celebrate the fact that it is now Knife Month. <laughs> <laughs> this is truly the episode, or the block, that represents uh, Be Gay, Do Crimes the most. Yes. Very. Also... Um, Oh, yeah, so. aside from that, I don't think I have anything to say that you wouldn't be more equipped to talk about. So. Well, uh, I did want to say uh, what you had said tied into that, which is that um, with June coming up, we're planning on doing some uh, general changes both to the podcast and to sort of the things surrounding the podcast. And one of them is uh, new Patreon rewards, and one of those is uh, new blog posts. So um, we're going to try that out as like sort of a mid-tier reward, sort of a behind-the-scenes sort of thing. So if you want to um, hear more about um, sort of how we go about making the show and the games involved with it, we don't have anything for it yet, but soon we're hoping on having some uh, extra material. Well, I have one free one, but you don't... Yeah. Uh, I'm saying it doesn't count because it, it is it's, free. It's our, it's our loss leader. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so that's something you can uh, look forward to. Anyway, so I think... Oh, the, yeah. the, the other thing I want to say about the Patreon evolving as well is that... Because um, I don't know if you updated this or not, but basically, like, one of the things that we're... Well, the reason we're doing this is because we used to mostly have the shoutouts and the sticker tier, right? Mm-hmm. And we're working to... Um, we're, we're going to uh, work to make the shoutout things uh, more uh, regular, yeah. Uh, basically, our, our I don't think it's going to be happening for this episode. But our plan is uh, within the next month or two to actually start doing like monthly recordings for uh, the patrons that we're shouting out, so we can actually attach that to every episode. And then also uh, the other thing was the stickers, and we did those about like once every six months. But I we kind of figured like for a three dollar reward that how infrequently it paid out, and also like how difficult it was on the production end of it to actually make that happen. So we, we wanted to uh, look into some ways that we can provide more and more consistent uh, rewards for people who are, who are on our Patreon. So I guess what I'm saying here is that if you aren't yet and you are thinking about it, it's a pretty good time. And if not now, then soon. <laughs> We're definitely going to be uh, trying to expand more into how we do that because we want uh, we want y'all to be able to not just have the show for which we appreciate your support, but also to have a lot of extra little things for which you're. We want to make it worth it. Is I think the simplest yeah. way of saying right. That. We want we want you to feel like you're getting your money's worth out of out of contributing to us. So if you're a patron or thinking of becoming one, and you have things that you would like to see, like feel free to shoot us a line because we're always trying to find out more stuff that we can do to make to give our patrons the best experience we possibly can. Right. And yeah, Sounds good. yeah, I think it's about you. everything. Yeah, thank you very much for running Saturn. It's a blast to be back in this. Yay. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm looking forward to doing a whole nother big block, and hopefully we might even get some kind of season finale oh before God. before we move on to the next thing. Though, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see how that works. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>